0: The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to the Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hi, Joanne.
1: Hi, Dom. Hi, everybody. Glad to be back.
0: And Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going, Dom? Very well, thanks. So, Joanne, uh, uh, the next time you're on, we're going to talk about your cord-cutting adventures. You've just (laughs) recently gone through a major cord-cutting exercise, and I'm sure you have lots of lessons learned that you'd like to share with the with us and with the audience. Oh um, yes, and I still have the scars <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> exactly, mm. but that's for the next time you're on uh, mm-hmm. because we want to make sure we get all that together. Uh, but th- this time we have some interesting topics that are to- very topical, very much in the news. Um, one, the first one I want to bring up is this one that I'm sure you've heard of. The, the all it's related to all the events going on in Hong Kong. Uh, mm. The the short form of this is that. Uh, Hong Kong is used to be a British protectorate. About twenty some odd years ago, it became uh, it passed from Britain's control to China's control, and China had promised that it, they could continue to have their uh, freedoms and laws and that sort of thing. Uh, but in recent years, they've been pushing that uh, a little bit, and and so there's these new proposals of laws that would. Uh, curtail some of those freedoms. And lots of the uh, people in Hong Kong are protesting. I don't want to get too much into the into the details of all that. That's not really a tech uh, related part of this. Uh, the The tech part of this is how some American companies in particular have been kowtowing, have been uh, mm-hmm. uh, that might be an unfortunate use of the word, uh, but have been sort of bending to the will of the 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 communist leaders in Beijing, uh, to to appease them. China is a huge market. You know, one point one billion yep. people. I, I think it is. Uh, um, even even if you have the top ten percent, that's still uh, as you know, people who can buy Western technology. That's still <laughs> as much as the a American market. Yeah. yeah, still a lot of people. So there have been a couple instances and i'll i'll just kind of throw them out there of of american companies you know uh, doing the bidding shall we say of of beijing uh first one was uh blizzard the the software company the the game company they have War, world of warcraft yes. and some other games so they have a an esports um uh e- an esports uh team tournament. That, yeah tournament and one of the players is, is from Hong Kong and was vocally supporting what was going on in Hong Kong. And so Blizzard, at the behest of uh, Tencent, which is a, uh, a minority owner of, of Blizzard, banned this player and then held his pr- prize money that he already won this year. They, they, they rel- later relented on the prize money, uh, but, but he, they banned him from their esports tournament. Um, and for a there year, a...
2: he cannot play for a year, right? Oh. And this is this is when Hearthstone. This is their Hearthstone pro tournaments, which is a huge moneymaker for Blizzard. Yes. people pay good money to go see these tournaments. They, you know, it it brings people to Hearthstone. I mean, and they make Blizzard makes a lot of money off of Hearthstone.
0: Yes, it is a huge part of their of 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 what they make money on, and both employees of Blizzard and customers. Have freaked out. I mean, I think rightly so. I mean, what do you think first, just off the bat? Uh, I mean, is 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 Blizzard at all justified in this? I mean, given what uh they, they have a, a minority owner. I mean, was this an overreaction?
2: Well, they now they said um that it made them look bad. It, it it tarnished Blizzard's reputation. Yeah, and I'm sorry. The only reason why it tarnished Blizzard's reputation is because they did not want to tick off. China, right? Because their reputation was tarnished as soon as they responded to this guy everywhere else in the world. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I watch a little bit, some of the kind of the gaming world, and there's a lot of people who are involved in these online games like Hearthstone or Magic Arena or World of Warcraft, you know, it's another Blizzard one. And they're very upset with how Blizzard responded.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, frankly, <laughs> A lot of te- a lot of players have Blizzard has been on 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 the uh, the the watch list for a lot of players it, it, because they've been upset about other things the company has done. They've made some sort of strange, uh, almost uh, user hostile, customer hostile moves in recent years. Mm-hmm. So this just doesn't help. So let's move on to the the one that's probably the biggest one right now uh, in the from the tech point of view was Apple. So it's a very, it's yeah. kind of a strange case. So what here's here's what happens. Uh, there was an app. In the app store and in the Google Play store too, um, yep. but in the app store called HK Map Live, and what it did was it it allowed people to, uh, in Hong Kong, to see where um, police a, a police event was going on. It mm-hmm. didn't. It, it, so it it didn't show that there are particular police here. It didn't. It just you know kind of said in a general zone that there was something happening here that. You might want to to avoid, which makes sense. Like if there's a yep. if there's a, a an accident or uh, a criminal investigation where streets are closed, you know you you want to avoid that sort of thing. And so that was on the app, and it was being used by some people to 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 find out where the police were and avoid them. Um, mm-hmm. And and some thought it was being used to um, for the protesters over there to avoid police uh as you know it as and, and give them uh some quality intelligence on what was going on so that they right. can you know maneuver about. So China um had a a th- their state run news agency suggested that Apple was breaking the law by being accomplices to the protesters or rioters as they call them. Um and so the next day Apple pulled the app. And people yep. people were upset that they uh they bowed to censorship. uh they they put the app back. they took it out. um tim mm-hmm. tim cook the president mm-hmm. of, and ceo of of apple said uh, he had a memo that he sent out to the company that um the app was being used maliciously to target individual officers for violence. but as I'm, i said that's that wasn't how that the app doesn't show where individual officers were um he said it was being used to victimize individuals and property where no police were present again it doesn't show where all the police are it just shows where certain right. where there's a concentration of a police event or police activity and it doesn't violate any local laws in hong kong as as tim cook claimed so you know there there are several other companies google you know had some things that came up and the nba was a, a separate case so here here's the question that really that kind of, is at the root of this there are two questions what do what? How should we react as consumers, and, and as perhaps as even go further, as Catholic tech consumers who mm. want to act morally, and what should the companies do? You know, should they follow the American values of democracy and freedom, or should they obey foreign laws, um, in order to safeguard their ability to be present in these markets and say you know stay healthy as financially. What do you think? Uh, so let's talk about the consumer. What, what do we do as, as Catholics, moral Catholics who, uh, you, know, uh, you know, in response to what these companies are doing? What can we do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good question. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if my fumbling with this answer might help. But I think we cannot assume that they play in China or in Hong Kong by the same rules that we play in America. So we don't know if pulling the app was better for them than it would be to leave it in. Mm. Okay, we don't know because we're not there. We have people telling us, but we're having both sides telling us the same thing.
0: Better, so, better for, let me clarify. Better for the better Hong for Kong the, protesters. The,
1: the, yeah
0: okay. because
1: because in America, yeah, well in America our news isn't as censored. it may be slanted, but it's not censored yet. <laughs> right And um, we, so we still get a multitude of information where they're only getting filtered information. So we don't know if, they, if by using this app they were be, people were being targeted. I mean I assume this app could probably be like what we use ways where things are in a general mm-hmm. place but not nothing specific.
0: Yes. Like yeah.
1: Ways will say there's a cop, you know, that there's police ahead, but you don't know exactly where.
0: Yeah, it's we, not. Yeah, it. It might even be less specific than ways. I mean, it sort of gives. It's sort of a heat map, as from what I understand, because I'm not right. in Hong Kong, so I don't have access to the app. But from what I understand, it's more of a heat map idea where it's this area, this neighborhood, this intersection uh, right. has something going on, but it certainly right. doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't show you where every policeman is which mm-hmm. is, you know, which would why would the Hong Kong police even give that information out? The only way to get that would be from them. Uh, right. So it doesn't let you say, oh, there's no police over here, so I'm going to go commit a crime. There's no guarantee that there aren't police there. Uh, and But also uh, it doesn't show you where individual police officers are. Like, Or it just right. it says there's something happening here. There's something happening there.
1: Right. But if people are in possession of this app, and they're taken into custody, things could go worse for them if they have it rather than if they don't. Yeah. So some people could make the argument well, if we don't give them access to it, we help to keep them safe. Mm. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to we're, you know, freedom of everything. And yes, they should have the right to have this app. But that's not always how other people think. And, you know, in other places, Americans want to think that way. But yeah. sometimes we shouldn't have some of the things we have too.
0: Uh, that's, that feels almost paternalistic, saying, you know, know it's better but, for you if you don't have it, access to this tool that you use for your freedom. It, I mean, it, it, that's not very different from uh, what happened at Lexington and Concord, frankly. I, I, <laughs> I, I realize
1: that, yeah. but I'm trying to think of it in an otherworldly mind rather than an American one. You know, I'm trying to think of what would be, what would make things better or worse over there. I don't think Apple is, or any company is trying, well, maybe some of those companies are trying to make their money and do whatever, you know, China says. But I I think there's also the good side of people that are saying, I want to keep people safe. I want to keep, you know, people, things from escalating. So I'll try to dial back on some stuff, call it paternalistic, call it whatever. But I think, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough line. We're not there. We don't know what is actually happening. That's about the best, best answer I can give.
0: What do you think, Father Corey? Well, I, I, I,
2: first of all, we've talked before about like with Facebook and their, their censorship or their controls that, you know, why are these companies even being put in the position to make these decisions? And I would, you know, I would argue kind of an answer to Joanne, you know, why is Apple being put in this position? But, you know, the fact is, it's ironic, especially that it's Apple that is the one that is taking the heat for this, because Apple is always the forefront of the so-called social justice issues, the human rights issues, you know, with especially with sexuality and things like that. But then this is a human right issue, at least as it appears on the outside that these protesters are just trying to protect their human right to freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Right. And which we, as Americans view as an inalienable right that China or no one else can take.
0: Right. And
2: yet Apple is quick to yank it because not just is China a huge market for Apple, Apple could not make the profits on the iPhone and the iPad they do without China if they tried to make those devices elsewhere they would not make anywhere near the profits they could still make a profit even if it was made here in the united states with 15 you know dollar an hour workers and so on they still could not make the profits though that they make in china cuz they make those phones for next to nothing well, and that's including the shipping to get it over here
0: part of it is um that the one of the reasons why all these companies do business in china is because that's where all the parts are made and, you know, are I mean, in China and in other parts of Asia, you want to build it, you know, this you don't have to have the stuff flying all over the world. You have it going, you know, shorter distances. And in the U.S., we don't want them building lithium ion batteries or what or graphite uh, mm. batteries here because of the pollution. And there's a whole lot we turn a blind eye to and we are OK with uh, it happening in China uh, to those right. people. So, the, but the, yeah. it's
2: also it's also well documented that Chinese workers make nothing compared to American workers and East you know, Western European workers. Right? They nope. they get paid a pittance, and that's a regular, especially with Foxconn, the big name that China work or that Apple works with. So that's also a big issue of it. And you know, you ask like, what should we as consumers do? We need to make sure our displeasure is known to these companies, and try figure out how we can make it hit their pocketbooks.
0: Right. Well, it's interesting to me that. Um, in the midst of this there 's a there 's a trade war that 's uh, at the political level between the u s and china and Apple has suddenly decided maybe we should be making say the the uh, the um, mac pro here in the u s instead of in china mm-hmm. uh you know they 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 used to make the uh, the last generation of mac pro the trash can mac in austin uh yep. but uh because they could afford to because it was so expensive uh they could still have their margin on it but uh but now they're thinking maybe we should be doing that again because things are going to get tough on us, uh, you know. So it, it it's a it's a it's a difficult balance they have to make because you know do you if you don't do business in China you you it is a serious crimp in your ability to you have a, you have to rearrange and change your entire business model. That's every mm-hmm. tech company. Not it's not mm-hmm. just that it isn't a market anymore, but you can't make your stuff there anymore, and that changes everything. And that would be a serious issue for a lot of these companies. So they 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 bow to the pressure. I just sometimes I find a little ironic. I don't want to get political, but I find it a little ironic how easy it is to criticize American society and American governments and American laws and American culture uh, because you don't get the same kind of official backlash and pressure that you get in China, where Mm -hmm. they, they they it seems that they buckle a lot easier. That's that's my point of view. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I take your point uh, well, Father Corey, is that as consumers, we need to not only do we need to be aware of the moral effect of the products that we buy you know, the, on the people who make them for us, mm-hmm. uh, we have to act in such a way like, I mean, there, you can't buy a phone that isn't made in China. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know of a single major phone that's not made in China, but we need to be active in voicing to these companies, but maybe by becoming shareholders or, you know, telling the mutual funds that our IRAs are in, yep. you know, the mutual fund companies that you should be more active in pushing them or something. But we need to we need to be very active in voicing how the, the rights of these people uh, should be respected. So, OK. yep, All right, let's move on to our second topic today. This is an interesting one. Uh, a lot less visible than the than the first one, but uh the question that comes up is do we need to worry about our selfies giving away too much information about <laughs> us so here 's what happened and it 's kind of it's kind of a little scary story this uh in uh Japan this Japanese pop star is uh she was attacked uh, sadly uh, by a stalker and It turns out that he was able to find her or where she lived uh, and what what route she walked every day from the from the train station to her home uh, and even where her apartment was in her building by using her selfies like Mm -hmm. any young, you know, 21 year old, especially who's a celebrity who needs to have a public visibility. She takes a lot of selfies and he would use her selfies and. Not only see the landscape around her in the background, but would you sometimes use the reflection mm-hmm. in her eye of the selfie of the area around her to see where she was? Um, he used things like um, uh, yeah, so he, and he would use that reflection to match to to bus stops and other scenery or in stores and that sort of thing. He was able to um, look at reflections in her eyes of her curtains in her apartment, her windows and the angle of the sun, to guess what floor she lived at in her building, lived, what mm-hmm. floor she lived on. Yeah. Uh, Talk about using your uh, evil genius for evil. <laughs> yeah.
1: It explains something to me, and, and yep. because sometimes I can be technically dense. But our pictures right now have a lot of metadata to begin with. Yes. Do you mm-hmm. need to go through all of that iris, you know, scanning and and make blowing things up and trying to figure things out? Can't you just get that off the metadata?
0: Well, it strips it if you uh uh the the metadata is stripped routinely. Things like so, uh, location uh, yeah. is stripped out of the photo when you upload it to say like an Instagram or Facebook. That's mm-hmm. why they they want to use your phone's location like Instagram asks right. for permission to use your location right. because they can't get it off of the photo. They're not, they're not taking okay. from the photo. Um, Cause so, I was going to say, this is
1: a lot of work
0: right. <laughs> to go
1: through all that.
0: Right. No. Yeah. No, it's that's, that would be, yeah, that would be, the, that's what people used to use until they started stripping that out. Okay. I, and so I kind of combined that with the, this idea that our phones are getting are making ever better photos. And you know, just for oh, example, yeah. the new iPhone 11 with Deep Fusion, it gives more detail than ever. And in fact, I have a link here to a uh, a story about um this one guy who did some some comparisons of this Deep Fusion versus non-Deep Fusion photography where he um he he goes right into his eyeball. Like he 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 zooms in, takes a selfie and then zooms in uh, on his eyeball. And you can see how sharp it is. It's very clear what you're seeing. And I saw when I put these two stories together, I say, oh, wow, like this is this is a question. Do we do do you think we need to worry about this? Is this something that the average person needs to be concerned about?
2: I think it's I think it's something people need to be aware of, because, I mean, of course, we enjoy the fact that all of our phones. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, even like my three year old pixel, which we'll talk about that yep. in a little bit later in the next item, but uh, it takes absolutely phenomenal photographs. And right. I mean, I've taken photographs where I've zoomed in on it and it might not be as pixel sharp as what you see in this post. But again, this is a three-year-old phone, which at the time was a top of the line camera and the cameras just keep getting better and better and the optics keep getting better and better. And more importantly, the processing of the pictures after it enters the phone Keep getting better and better. Both Apple right. and Google have expect, expect, put a lot of time into making their devices absolutely phenomenal for being able to take a picture and clean it up in a way that's incredible.
0: Well, I, I think that's almost a misnomer. In fact, uh, the fact is, is there is no such thing as a photo anymore. The like a it take like it taking yeah. a photo, uh, it they call it computational photography. A sensor pulls in a lot of data. And then basically yeah. constructs a final product of a of a picture from all of that data. So yeah, I mean it's it is it is way beyond what even uh, the most expensive SLRs used to do. You know, in the pre digital era. I mean, we're way beyond mm-hmm. that. Um, we're we're constructing reality essentially in our phones. Yeah. You know, how and- much longer before you could create a virtual reality world? out of these photos a a, we're already we're already there they're they're already talking about making
2: these these uh videos that they can just take a half a dozen pictures of you from different angles and recreate you and the more pictures you have the more accurate that recreation can become at least visually visually
0: right and then when you combine that with deep fake with if they have audio of your voice which now that i think about it i've done enough podcasting <laughs> <Yep. Uh-oh. laughs> so we could probably defake <laughs> me. Uh, that yeah. uh, you know they could construct a, a, a virtually indistinguishable avatar for you. I mean it is kind of scary. Uh, I mean, just like from a different uh, example, have you seen the new Microsoft Simulator twenty twenty that's coming out next year? The, haven't for, yet. No, not yet. It blows my mind. So what they've done is they've taken a uh, satellite, the satellite imagery of Bing, like just the mm-hmm. the really really great satellite imagery. 2 petabytes of data along with the a- a- Azure AI Microsoft's Azure AI so it does some uh server side processing mm-hmm. and creates the world the world you fly through is nearly indistinguishable from reality like yeah. it is incredible the images that of course in the demo you know we'll see how it runs in real life but but the idea is like this is virtually a holodeck now yeah we almost have this uh, so, I mean, from my point of view, I want to be safe. Like, you know, I'm a semi-public person. I do podcasts, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm online and I don't necessarily want everyone to see everything going on around, you know, in the backgrounds of all my photos. I don't want people to be able to, you know, track down my kids, you know, that sort of thing. So it does worry me a little bit and it makes me wonder, should, should there be a way to <laughs> intentionally? downgrade our photos before we post them.
1: I I, I understand your concern. Um, I think this is a concern for people who are in the public eye or semi in the public eye. But I think for maybe 85% of the rest of the world, they're taking their pictures, they're putting them on Facebook or, yeah. or Instagram. And for them, it's not a concern because unless they've got a jealous Jealous ex, or you know somebody else who's willing to be an evil genius to do this. It's not going to be a concern for them. I think it should be a concern for the manufacturers to give us to give some people that switch. You know to be able to dumb it down a little so that we can Mm -hmm. protect ourselves or protect our children. I think that's. I think that falls on them.
0: I I I think that yeah I think there's merit to that. The 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 thing I'm thinking about is um what 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 we could do. I remember back a few years ago when I was put first was on Facebook and I'd put pictures of my kids up uh, online and, or I'd take pictures of family events and you know, some of my siblings would be like, Oh, I'm not sure I want you to put pictures of my kids online. I don't want, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, weird people to see my kids pictures. I'm like, Oh, whatever. All right. You know, I didn't now everybody books everything. (laughs) online. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody even thinks about it anymore. Well, it's kind of funny.
2: just today, I was watching a, a video of a, a guy I like to watch. Uh, his name is Aging Wheels. He does a lot of car stuff on YouTube. He's got, and he gets like these really obscure cars, like a Trabant from East Germany and things oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, he did kind of a QA episode where, you know, people asked him a bunch of questions. And so he, he had a picture of his girlfriend who didn't want to be on, have her face on camera. So she put a box over her head <laughs> and then, you know, it was still on camera with just the box over her head. So her face would be shown. And then they showed her four-year-old son that they didn't want his picture, his face on camera. So they put the same box over his head and had him just stand there, you know, but it it was just kind of a laugh. But then at the same time, it's like, but that makes sense. Right. Again, to protect him a little bit, you know, for churches, especially, but schools should as well. If you're going to post pictures online, you need to get permission from the family. Now, what we do, and I know a lot of churches, and a lot of schools do is basically it's an opt out instead of an opt in where here, fill out this form to sign up for religious education. And if you don't want your kid's picture on Facebook, sign here or initial here. And I think last year we had one person do that this year. We haven't had anybody do that. So,
0: yeah, like Joanne said, like there are certain cases of of family uh, issues. Where and where I encountered when I worked in a parish, where you know there there's the the estrangement. We don't. We, I just don't want the person to know where we are or that sort of thing. And I'm okay with that. I mean, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's churches and schools have to be aware of mm-hmm. of people's people have these issues. They have they they have these concerns, and so we don't put. You know, we have to give people the ability to opt out. So much mm-hmm. of life is online now. So much is just sort of, you know, in the background, like how many people are taking selfies everywhere at all times or just taking pictures. Yep. I mean, think of how many uh, pictures you're in from other people's vacation photos just in the yep. background. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. And you didn't plan to be there. Exactly.
2: Well, it's well, it's interesting, too, because I was just, again, kind of thinking about this, where there's a game online called GeoGuessr that uses, you know, Google Earth imagery, Google Maps you know, Street View imagery, and you have to guess where you're at. Hmm. You know, And, that, and so you got to use the, you know, the street signs and the roads and everything and guess where in the world, I mean, literally anywhere in the world you could be. That like fun. It's not that far of a stretch of someone doing the same exact thing with your photos, right. photo albums on Facebook. It's right. really not that much harder.
0: Yeah, I I figure, like, I... I figure that someone who sees my photos that I post could probably figure out where we, I, cause I usually say we live South of Boston. That's where I live mm-hmm. South of Boston. So they could figure that much out. They might even be able to pinpoint the town, but honestly I shouldn't say it, but my town has a prop, the property uh, records online. You could right. go and look oh, yeah. up, you know, anybody. And so someone could, could find my house if they knew how to, Find those records. I mean, it's not that big of a stretch. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, how much you, privacy do we really have?
1: You can find anything online for a fee.
0: Yeah, well, this is,
2: frankly, <laughs> it's free, free. which, totally. you know. Wow, it state, is free, yeah. yeah. Well, the state of, state of Montana has what we call the cadastral maps, and that is the par- property maps. Oh, wow. And you can go online. I can give you the address, and you can go find um, anybody you want. Anywhere mm-hmm. in the state of Montana, if they have property now, like for example, you won't find me because I don't own
0: right. any land,
2: mm-hmm. right? I, you know, but all you have to do is look for Saint Mary's Catholic Church, <laughs> right?
1: Right, and that's you'll find it. I'm
2: easier to find. Still,
0: yes, yes, that is, <laughs> this the, is yeah. This here. is good for
1: genealogists, but not
0: for anybody else, right? Yeah. That's and it, well, that's the and that's actually a big point is we we weigh in, in both of these stories we talked about today. You weighing the positives and the negatives. Nothing mm. is just one one way or the other there are good things and bad things in each case and like i like having beautiful amazing photographs you know and in you know the, the 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 new cameras and taking great photos but i've just got mm-hmm. i think the bottom line is you got to be aware and you got to be smart you got to think about it don't don't be paranoid <laughs> don't go overboard but just be smart and aware about things and know how things work um and Maybe that's one of the things we should try to do is uh, is is try to uh, maybe in a future episode we'll talk about um, how to keep your photos um, from giving too much away about you uh, online right. when you post them online. That would be a good future topic. We'll 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 do that um, in the future. So let's uh, let's move on to our third segment, and I want to talk about Google has a new phone. Father Corey, Ooh. are you going to get the new Google Pixel four? It is already pre-ordered. <laughs> Yo,
1: I I the, as much. I'm
2: getting the the 4XL with the 128 gig, the bigger storage. Um, and the main reason I'm doing it is because, as I said just a couple of minutes ago, this Pixel, which has been a great phone, I have absolutely loved this phone for three years, but it's three years old. The battery is getting weak. Mm-hmm. You know, just just using it for 15 minutes and I'll lose 10% of the battery charge. You know. yep. And it's just again, it's three years old. And unfortunately, this is one of this pixel is one of these phones that guess what? It doesn't it's not easy to replace the battery. <laughs> right. You know, like a lot of Apple, you know, Google has fallen to the same issue. So, yeah, I've got mine ordered order because it looks really interesting. What is the um,
0: what is the thing that that you're most interested in in this phone?
2: I You know, honestly, the the one thing that I'm really interested in, what they're going to do with it is the radar.
0: Yeah. They so this, this so this tell us about the radar.
2: Is, so this phone is going to have a device. I think they call it Project Solus or something like that. I can't remember exactly what they call it, but it's a chip that is a radar. It literally sits in the front uh, bezel. And by the way, no notch. They went with a traditional bezel again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad fine. about
2: that. I'm glad with that. I don't like the notch. I'm sorry. The notch is ugly. I don't care if it's Apple or an Android device, but it's actually got a chip and it sits there. And it's got about a, they say about a two foot radius around the phone. And so it can detect when you're going to pick it up because it's got, it's got to it have, it's not going to have fingerprint sensor. It's just going to have face ID. Mm-hmm. But the idea, the difference is with, as I understand with Apple, you have to actually like hit the button or something to wake no, the phone up.
0: You you just have to, well, it, when you pick up the phone, it wakes. Right. And then it, you, have to, you do have to flick from the bottom to wake it. You do have so to what, flick it.
2: What what I've been seeing with the reports is what you do is as you reach for the phone, the radar picks up that you're reaching for it. It starts right. the wake process, and you don't have to touch anything on the phone. So, by the time you actually look at the phone, it's already awake.
0: Right. And it unlocks. It's already
2: and, log, unlocked. It, it unlocks so simple. fast
0: that you, you, don't even, you don't even see a lock screen.
2: I mean, they, they actually, there was a complaint from the, some of the Google, Google developers that you actually should, you have a switch where you can make it go to somewhat a semi lock screen, which I can right. understand that if there's a reason why you might not want face ID to just completely unlock the phone. Right. But at least go to like a, a you know, the, like the, the, where you see your alerts or whatever, your, your messages or whatever, yeah. you know, so I could, I could understand that. But um, yeah, it, it's. That sounds really interesting because it sounds like, you know, for if the phone's ringing, you can swipe over the phone to mute the phone instead of having to actually pick up the phone and hit the button, Um, you know, next track, previous track.
0: It's different from the the, the Samsung, um, you know, gestures because that uses cameras. Correct. The camera has to interpret what it's seeing. Whereas with a radar, it's it it just, you know, it, it doesn't have to see your hand. It. It's it's sensing just the motion across it. Right, right. I kind of like that idea. They call it motion sense. That's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, it's it sounds really interesting. You know, it's really interesting to me what these phone manufacturers are doing with these sensors uh, that they're adding in, like all these different sensors. uh, the The radar sensor. Apple's got a new. uh, What was the new sensor that they're talking about that they're going to be adding? Uh, There's a new like another kind of sensor that's to kind of. To, to experience the world around you, that these devices are going to be—it's more we're moving from just what can the cameras see, to mm-hmm. what can what can it know? Almost like little tricorders in a sense, yeah. uh, of of the world around them, and they'll they'll understand the the wor- the context that they're in, and that's I think yeah. a very interesting idea. You know, you get that with NFC chips, you get that with you know the 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 uh, the, the facial recognition camera, like the infrared cameras. Now we have mm-hmm. these radar. I think it's a very interesting idea that we're moving into this realm where we're going, we're, we're having these phones that can be aware of their context and aware of right. their environment.
2: Well, uh, well, again, you know, we, we talked about just a couple minutes ago about photography, where it's really not just a picture anymore. There's so much more depth to it. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing, too, is, you know, how many of us have watches that can tell what our heartbeat is and right. the new Apple watch doing mm-hmm. EKGs and all these other you know, things that they can do?
1: Yeah but you know, my so. concern would be security. Right. I mean yeah. that's the big concern I'd have because I don't mind swiping up. Or I don't mind, you know, waiting for the thing to recognize my face.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: if somebody else goes and picks it up.
0: No, it's still know, yeah. it still requires know, a face unlock. Up. No, no,
1: so Yeah, but even if you're in the room, say somebody say you're trying to get the phone away from somebody else and it Unlocks because it sees your
0: face. Um, you
1: know, if it unlocks too fast, yeah, you know, that'd be yeah. the kind of concern. I'd be, I, I mean, well, I think deviously sometimes. Yeah. So that's I, you know, I, you,
2: and I wonder if it's you know, it would be designed in a, such a way where it has your face has to be so much of the the image for so long, mm. right? You know, I mean, it might still be too quick for you to see, but if you're right. pulling it up, and you know, by the time you get to the point where you recognize that the, you know you're looking at the phone and recognizing it. It's already seeing, you know, your face is most of the image. Mm-hmm. And as you pull it closer to where you're comfortable with it, you know, that that's still, you know, a second or so. Right. But it right, just but takes it's, our minds a little longer. So to how, rec- much of this, rec- how much rec- of it's it.
0: visual does does ha- does your face have to constitute? Um, right. Well, and this was a concern with face ID before, right, that, you know, right. someone could hold your phone up to your face while you're mm-hmm. unconscious or asleep. Um, yep. So Apple has a setting where you could set it so that your eyes have to be open um which mm-hmm. makes it slower in in opening but uh you know and then before that was uh fingerprint recognition can get you know that someone could just put your force you to put your finger on the sensor and it would unlock you know which yeah. is why if you're really concerned about security and anyone who's you know like a spy or somebody or, you know or a government official or something like that yep. if you're really concerned about this sort of thing have a, a passcode is something that someone can't you know pr-, you know right. get from you surreptitiously you know, if you put a yeah, long see, I a, passcode, I have
1: a passcode on everything.
0: Right on top don't, of don't so. make your
2: PIN one two three four five.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. It's zero nine eight seven six. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, but kind of going back to the Pixel Four, one, one, another thing I'm I'm kind of looking forward to is that they've they've said they've they've updated Google Assistant to make it much quicker to respond, which Ooh. I'm really interested because Google's pretty responsive to begin with. So and I'm I'm interested they, and it they're actually offlining some of it where mm. there'll Put be things the be the, like you say you know hey G show me my calendar and it doesn't have to send to the Google uh server and come back <laughs> right. it's offline so it just immediately there's your calendar
0: on device mm-hmm. rather than on server which is what yeah. Apple does which is mm. why Siri isn't as good <laughs> as Google assistant <Yeah>. but <laughs> Google
2: can can use both of them and so that's going to be right. Interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, and then the the biggest thing that I'm really curious about is what it looks like is 90 megahertz or 90, 90 kilohertz screen. Right. Refresh rate screen instead oh. of 60 like everything you traditionally uses. So
0: that could be interesting. So With the very high pixel density. Uh, so yes, should be yes. really interesting. And um, I hear
1: the camera is supposed to outdo the latest uh, iPhone camera.
2: There's question about that. There's question about that whether it'll be equivalent or better. So we'll it'll, it'll be. I'm look So in a week here, I'll uh, mine will be showing up, and next time on, yeah, I'm on here, I'll be able to talk about it.
0: All right. So we, we already have our, uh, our topics for that uh, for our next time we're uh, the three of us yeah. together, uh, cord cutting and the the new Google Pixel phones. That'll be that'll be really good. Awesome. So let's uh, let's move on to our uh, picks of the week. This is, I think, my favorite part of the show. I always have fun hearing what you guys uh, have picked. And so, Father Corey, why don't we start with you?
2: Okay. So, uh, both Dom and I, we have Plex media servers, which are absolutely phenomenal ways. If you've got a good collection of movies and TV shows and podcasts that you listen to, and all these things, Ah. you know, can pull them all into one place. You can, you know, if you pay for the Plex Pass, you can launch them offline or, you know, when you're on the road or whatever. Uh, they're wonderful. Well, one thing recent versions of Plex have allowed you to do is bring in live TV and DVR services. Again, you have to have the Plex packs Pass to do it, but I paid for the lifetime subscription. So mm-hmm. I have it. I don't know if Dom does, but yes, I definitely do I and like yep. it. And it's a wonderful thing. So I bought a really good little TV tuner because, of course, you got to have some way to get that. Satellite or that cable, or not well, cable if you have basic cable or antenna, uh, you have to get it into the computer. So I bought it's by a company called Hapage. If you've done any kind of television capture, Hapage is a known company. They're, uh, they've been doing TV tuners and video capture cards forever. And, uh, they've got one. The one I bought was the WinTV Dual HD. It's a Two-tuner, dual-tuner. So you can have, you can do picture-in-picture if you're using the Windows app, you know, their Windows app or whatever. But what this means for Plex is you could do it like a traditional DVR where you could be recording one program while watching another or recording two programs at the same time if Mm. your server can handle it, of course. Um, Mm. It's just a dongle. It's a dongle with a USB plug on one end and the uh, the screw-in coax cable on the other end. And you hook it up to your antenna, and it can go and find all the signals you need through through Plex. And Plex has a TV guide where it can pull up uh, what your listings are for each channel. There's a little, little caveat with that, but otherwise it works pretty well. Um, I'm in a position where I actually have – I pull from two different cities. We have translators from two different cities. So most of our channels come from the city of Great Falls, but su- one channel or one set of channels comes from Billings it doesn't let you set to service areas. So I can only set the, the, uh, the listing for great falls. It's I'm, I'm hoping they're going to fix this or I can find a workaround. Uh, but other than that, I mean, to be able to go to the listing and say, okay, I want to watch the CBS evening news, click the play button and it brings it up live, live right off the antenna. Oh, I want to record you know, I would say Star Trek Discovery off of CBS, but uh, they're not broadcasting
0: it. What a shame. Um, drives me nuts. Can I ask you a question, uh, Father Corey? So this, you have to be, for for this to work, you have to be running Plex on a Windows PC, correct? Or Linux. Or Linux. Oh, okay. okay. All right.
2: So it will, it does run on Linux. It, it is, and they say Plex, but basically it's supported, by, there are there is a driver you can download for Linux. So Windows PC or Linux?
0: Okay, and Plex recognizes it when you plug it in. You just it, it yes, sees it, you, and you
2: plug it in. As long as you you do whatever updates you got to do for the Linux server, which of course it's it's a Linux server, so it's gonna be little more than just plug and play. You're gonna have to actually run a couple of commands that download the software, install it, and then yeah, you plug it in. You tell Plex, hey, search for it. It finds it. It took about. 10, 15 seconds for it to find it oh. and configure it. Oh,
0: okay. That's interesting. my next? So,
1: is next for me? It's so
2: much fun. And you know, again, if you're if you're if you're like me, where you know we're talking about cord cutting. Well, I I've basically cut the cord. I have, I have internet, and I haven't had cable in about two years. So um, it's all antenna or the, over the over the internet.
0: There are there are different products out there from different companies that will if you have a mac that will work on a mac too um yeah i have plex running on my apple tv so i I'd, I'd have to i'd have to figure out how i could make that work now is is
2: that the is that the server yes. this is for the media server this oh, is not for yeah, the right. client
0: the server is running on my synology so how would i which
2: is running what operating system um, probably a linux it's
0: probably a version of linux but it's the synology operating system There's a synology yeah. uh, nas mm-hmm. operating system But but I'm sure it's – I'd have to look at the Synology site. Frankly, Synology has everything, so I wouldn't be surprised if if it already has a way to do it. I'd have to take a look and see. That'd be interesting. Uh, Great. That's an excellent pick. Uh, Joanne, what's your pick this week?
1: My pick, I'm not – I don't think I picked this before, but if I did, I'm revisiting it because now I've had it for a few months. It is the HyperDrive Power 9-in-1 USB-C Hub. And it can be used both for your MacBook Pros or um, your iPad Pros. And what I did was I bought was I wanted, you know, Hyper has a lot of great products for USB-C hubs. And I was gonna get the one that fit the iPad perfectly. But then I started thinking, you know, I should look at the long term here because the next um, the next you know laptop I get. Could be USB-C. It's probably more than likely going to be. Or I could also use this for a phone later on down the line. So I got this one. It's it's one that connects. It's got a little bit longer. It's like what? It's got a 12. cable. Yeah, right. it's got a cable.
0: Right, but as opposed to it, directly. Yeah.
1: Right, but what it houses is three um, USB As 3.0. You get the HDMI port. You get the gigabit Ethernet. You get the lovely three point five millimeter audio jack because those <laughs> things are losing it now. Right, and of course you get the USB C power, you know, power through, and yep. then you get a micro SD and an SD card reader. I'll tell you, with my iPad Pro, this is turning it into the computer, the the laptop mm. that I could use. More more so than my laptop. It gives me that ability at work to tie everything in. I'm going in late today, for example, and don't want to take the whole computer with me because I, I'm going to a meeting also. I'm going to be able to go to my office, stick it on my um, monitor, and use it with my keyboard and be able mm-hmm. to do some work before my meeting. You know, this that means I don't have to carry every schlep everything with me tonight. This will I work like with a,
0: a USB keyboard?
1: Uh yeah, that's the bridge that, okay. that I talked about right. last time. Oh, so okay. uh, yeah, I'm getting all these things and trying to see if this iPad Pro 2018 can be a laptop.
0: Can, mm-hmm. Have you and tried connecting a, a regular desktop keyboard into it? Does that work?
1: Uh probably. Yeah. Uh, I have I can try it today and yeah. report back. Yeah because let me know. I do have a most but the one of uh, the one in my office is a Bluetooth. Oh, okay. Yeah, which would work. I, which would work. My, well, yeah, right. Yep. But I'll tell you, for the price, and right now it's seventy nine ninety nine. It's normally ninety nine. It mm-hmm. if if you're getting those USC USB C products, this yeah. is a handy little thing to have. And it's very small, takes up very little space, but does uh, it it connects most of the things you need.
0: Yeah, I might be uh, I might be getting myself uh, replacing my iPad Pro soon uh so i'll be passing it down to my daughter who needs a computer uh oh, and maybe getting one of the new ones i've been holding out thinking that apple might be having an event this month uh it looks like they're not going to nah. and that they won't <laughs> have yeah, new ones until next year yeah and i don't know that i want to wait till the spring uh even no. though even though once the new ones come out i'll be like oh i want that but, that's but the right, beauty
1: yeah. of but the beauty of this hub it can be used for it can be used on almost anything so it's a anything good with the USB C, yeah. Right, it's a good small hub used with USB C. Yeah,
2: See, I've got the I've got their um, their dock for my um, older MacBook Pro. This is the this is the one before they brought out the Touch Bar, and um, and it just clamps right on the outside of it. It's great. You know, they they hybrid, their stuff is good. Yeah. Their yeah. stuff is very very good. I've had absolutely Quality. no complaints with this thing whatsoever. Yeah. You know, so. I can imagine this little hub would be just as awesome. Yeah, and, of course, is. as they say, it's not just for Macs.
0: Right. right. This Anything could work have, on like Android.
2: USB-C. This could work on Windows machines that have USB-C.
0: Yep. So, yeah, they even showed on their site uh, connected to an Android phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is and very some of us
1: are still using SD cards. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. they keep taking away the SD card
0: readers, you know. Well, some people and still headphones. have. Yeah. And headphones. <laughs> yes, headphones. Uh very good. Well, it looks like an all uh, all hardware picks of the week this week because mine is uh, also hardware. I have uh, picked this one which is the uh, from APC. You may you know APC as uh American Power Company, I think they called it. But APC does uh, uh um surge protectors and uh, uh uh the battery backup systems, UPS systems, that sort of thing. Well, they have a, a new uh product called the APC Smart Plug Surge Protector Power Strip. And what makes this interesting is, is uh, it has six outlets and six USB ports. Three of the outlets and two of the USB ports are uh, smart in the sense of that they can be controlled by your Amazon Echo devices, um, or you can program them in the APC app that you can download for your phone uh, that, and set uh, uh, timers and schedules on them. And this has been a real neat thing for me, so w- what I use it for i have the, I, I have this one in my uh, bedroom. I like to have a fan on at night, but uh I don't want the fan to to come on you know i don't I, sometimes I have to like climb over the bed to get to the fan because it's on the other side, you know that sort of thing, and it's, it's such a pain and, and then when I get up in the morning, my wife you know uh she doesn't want the fan to stay on, and so she wants you know she wants to so what I have it on a schedule it comes on at a particular time at night, it goes off at a particular time in the morning every day. Um and and so what it does is it allows you to schedule. Or or I could right now say to my Echo, turn on the fan or turn off the fan. Say we've left the room, both of us have left the room and the fan's on. We turn you know, say we turn on them manually. It's like, oh, hey, Echo, turn off the turn off the fan, and we'll turn it off. So it so you have three outlets, three regular plug outlets, and two USB ports that you can control uh with your voice. Uh it's uh it's a little pricey, but it's fifty bucks, but frankly, you know, yes, you can buy cheaper surge protectors, but don't buy cheap surge protectors. <laughs> no. you're protecting thousands of dollars worth of electronics, in, in many cases, you should probably spend a few bucks on a yeah. on a surge protector that will actually protect oh. your equipment. I'm, hey, Tom. I'm just go ahead. Go Honestly, I was gonna,
2: I'm kind of surprised uh, it's took taking this long for this to come out for a smart yeah plugs surge suppressor because I mean the, the the smart plugs have been around for a while for a couple of years now. But an right. actual surge suppressor that has it built in—that's yeah, kind of surprising.
0: That is surprising. Um, it it doesn't work with HomeKit. That's the downside. But a lot of things, it's just that they don't work with everything. So I, I wish it did. Okay. And the app is not the greatest. You know, it's just mm. it, it's okay. But uh, I like the outlet. What were you gonna say, Joanne?
1: I was gonna say, do they have this in a Walmart version? Uh, you know, where you can just plug it into the. You mean like the the repl- outlet. like replace it? Oh. Safe- yeah.
0: Um, no, they don't have a, like one that can just like plug in and hang on the wall yet. At, at least right. I don't think so. I haven't seen one yet. Um, frankly, it's hard to find. It, it, APC is one of those companies that have really bad naming conventions for their products, so it's right. hard to actually find mm-hmm. them. Uh, I, I'll have the link in our show notes so that you can yes, you can look through because but, I, because I happen to have
1: APC wall mounts, but I never saw the smart outlets.
0: Yeah right uh, i'll have to th- I'm gonna, i'll i look and see if they have the the wall mounted one so that they're just kind of hang off of the outlet on the wall i do like that in certain places in my house um mm-hmm. but that yeah. would be that would, that be, would be helpful yeah um so uh the other thing is is that the uh they have leds on it uh on the the surge protector and my wife has issues with any kind of light when she's sleeping so i've had oh, to yeah. put gaffer tape over over all the leds <laughs> so but that's that's just a that's a me that's a my situation. So your your mileage may vary. All right. So those are our picks of the week. And they are good ones, uh, I think, this week. Uh, We do want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the Secrets of Technology, including Drew M., Matt L., Joe D., Marissa F., and Marshall B. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to create and continue The Secrets of Technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. Uh, so that's it from us. What did you think of our topics that we discussed this week? You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com technology, or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media, or send us an email to technology at sqpn.com. You can find all the links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. Please, folks, if you can, I really would appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts or one of the podcast directories where you get the podcast and first share the podcast with your friends to help us grow and reach a a larger community of technology users and people who would be interested in this sort of content, but also to write a review. Your reviews on these directories are more important than you realize even if you could just write a sentence or two and give us a nice five-star review, we'd so greatly appreciate that. And that, that really makes a huge difference. Like I said, more than you know. So until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of technology. Glad to be here. And thank you both. And Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thank you. A pleasure as always. And once again, I'm Don Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest.